The first thing that I noticed about them was the smell. Cigarette smoke and unwashed clothes. She was wearing jeans and a Carhartt jacket. He was wearing camouflage pajama pants and slippers, also camouflage. They were probably middle-aged, but she had to be at least 10 years older than him. Maybe it was the years of heavy smoking I could hear in her voice, or maybe it was the fact that he was wearing pajamas in public. They stood with the pastor at the back of that tidy little Lutheran church looking out of place. And when I walked in, he didn't make eye contact. She just glared at me. The pastor had called me to come into the church that Tuesday morning because a couple wanted to get married. Apparently, this was them. So we sat down. Well, Tell us why you are here. Pastor Larry was everything you could imagine a Lutheran pastor of a certain generation to be. Always a little bit too formal. Oh, a bit old-fashioned. He loved a good four-stanza German Lutheran hymn. (laughs) And he would gladly sing it to you. You didn't even have to ask. I know, because it happened to me repeatedly. (laughs) He sounded a little bit like a cross between the Swedish chef and Santa Claus. (laughs) One time he actually ended a sermon with, well, enough of my blethering. (laughs) The woman did all the talking. They had gone to the county courthouse and were told they had to come to a church. So here they were and we want to get married today. The way she said it, it was more of a challenge than a request. Now, in the state of West Virginia, where we were, it wasn't true that you had to go to a church to get married. The people at the county courthouse were clearly jerking them around. The county courthouse was not supposed to say no, but a church, of course, could. So I couldn't help but wonder why they weren't trying a little harder to be nice to us. And they didn't really look like lovebirds. Were they getting married to avoid having to testify against each other? (laughs) I didn't say anything, and I waited for Larry to move things along. He started to ask them questions about their family, their parents, their siblings, any ex-spouses, children, making notes on a sheet of paper in front of him. Larry loved family systems theory. We were going to be here for hours. (laughs) And the people, they didn't sugarcoat it. The family trees that emerged were full of broken branches, plenty of exes, estranged children, Their families were a mess on both sides. There was no way that we were going to marry them today. They would be divorced by the end of the month. Surely Larry was going to say, how about we plan on several weeks of premarital counseling? 
Somewhere in the middle of all of this, the woman looked straight at me and said, well, we ain't the kind of shiny little diamond-wearing people. My hand went to my necklace. (laughs) She doesn't know me. How dare she? My parents have been divorced since I was five, and my mother had her engagement ring made into a necklace for me. I learned at a young age that some relationships are not meant to be, and I wanted to tell her that in the moment, but I kept that to myself. Then Larry asked them, well, tell us about your religious background. The man, who had been pretty quiet up to this point, got the funniest smile on his face and said, you don't want to (laughs) know. Oh, yes, I do. No, you don't want to know. Well, I do. Mm, I don't think so. Yes, I do. Larry smiled, waiting expectantly. We're Satanists. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What I had thought was a dirty smudge on the man's forehead, a smear of ink right between his eyes, I could now see it was a homemade tattoo of a pentagram. (laughs) I was in this small town in West Virginia to learn how to be a Lutheran pastor. It was something we all had to do, to spend a year in a parish, and while we were there, our job was to watch and learn from the pastor how to lead worship services, how to preside at funerals and weddings, and this was going to be my first wedding. (laughs) Like a lot of Lutheran interns, I couldn't wait to throw all of this stuff out the window and do it my own way when I got my own church. And coming from seminary in Chicago, I was a hospital chaplain at the Children's Hospital I'd been with all kinds of people in all kinds of situations. I thought I had seen some things. And now, here were two Satanists questioning Pastor Larry, interrogating him about all of Christian scripture and theology. Well, how many people you think wrote the Bible? Oh, hundreds, I suppose. Well, was Jonah really swallowed by a whale? Well, in the ancient language, I think it's more sea creature. (laughs) Next to Lutheran hymns and family systems theory, Larry really enjoyed talking historical biblical criticism. (laughs) And these people had nothing but criticism for us. At any moment, Larry was going to patiently 
cheerfully encourage them to go somewhere else. <laughs> but he turned to them and said, how about two o'clock? <laughs> These people could barely stand us. They didn't believe in or really have any respect for what mattered to us. So when they had left to go get their witnesses, I asked Pastor Larry, why? Why are we doing this? He answered that he always said yes to non-member weddings because, well, you never know. And then he asked me to pick out the scriptures. <laughs> Irritated, I flipped through the Bible thinking, should I pick something with Satan in it to make them feel more at home? <laughs> Eventually, I just put the bookmark in at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you have ever been to a Christian wedding, you've probably heard this scripture. All they were getting from me was a basic Lutheran wedding. They came back looking exactly the same as they did before. <laughs> and the wedding started. And then it was my turn. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. <laughs> and in the moment when I glanced up, I was struck by the sudden tenderness on her face. Was he getting teary? It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. They had a lot of baggage between the two of them. Still, there was no denying how they were looking at each other right now. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. And I thought about how the people at the courthouse had lied to them. and how they would have been treated if they had walked into any other church in town. I could see that none of the things that we were doing here really mattered to them, but there was no denying that there was something special about this moment. Now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. And the greatest of these 
is love. And I realized that the scripture lesson was for me. When the Apostle Paul wrote these words, he certainly never had in mind a small town in West Virginia, two Satanists, (laughs) and a Lutheran pastor in training. But Paul knew people. And people haven't changed that much over the centuries. It is hard to love one another. We often need to be reminded how. So what happened to that couple? I have no idea. We never saw them again. That was 16 years ago. As a minister, weddings have never been my favorite. Honestly, most pastors prefer funerals. (laughs) We're a fun bunch. (laughs) Maybe it's because weddings seem to be a fantasy about love. So much effort and expense for one perfect day. But life and people and love are not perfect. And when that is painfully obvious, the imperfections, the disappointments, the brokenness, That's when love matters the most. Thank you.